Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach. In my role, I'm out and about in the community, often just talking to people. I love it when I meet someone who speaks so passionately about what they do and top that off with someone who's really making a difference in the community, and now you've got my attention. If someone has the privilege to do what they love and have a major impact on other people, then that's really a winning combination. And that's the kind of thing we like to highlight on our show. We love to share with the community what people are doing to make a difference and then share how others can do the same. It's like a double blessing, like icing on the cake or like a slam dunk. Sharing of education resources is a win-win for everyone involved, community and individual. So in the spirit of slam dunking and winning today, we're going to talk Milwaukee Bucks. With all the buzz about Giannis and the team as a whole, we thought it would be cool to contribute to that excitement and give them a chance to talk about the team. Not so much what they're doing on the court, but rather how the organization is making a difference off the court. My guest today is Arvind Gopal Rutnam, who is the VP of Corporate Responsibility for the Milwaukee Bucks. Welcome to the show, Arvind. Hey, Jill. Thanks very much for having me. We're excited to have you here and to learn all things Bucks. Um, as a as a native of Wisconsin, I'm sure sure you're familiar with the Bucks franchise, certainly, and you're probably a big basketball fan. But how did you get to the position that you're currently in with the Bucks? Well, Jill. It- Getting to the Bucks didn't happen overnight, that's for sure. And so it's taken years of passion, years of hard work, uh, but more importantly, um, years of relationships that have helped me get to ultimately where I am in my professional career. Uh, I'm the first member of my family born outside of India, so I am born and raised here, and this is the community that helped embrace my family and welcomed us into the culture of America. And, and so being born and raised here, this is home. This has always been my home. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to school in Mequon at Homestead High School, played sports, and sports has always been a passionate part of what I get to do. Was and basketball what, your number one sport? I actually was baseball. Oh, well, there you I'm go. I'm a huge baseball fan. Okay. And, uh, not to say that I didn't love basketball, and I definitely loved basketball, but uh, I played baseball. That was probably the first sport I ever played growing up, and okay. maybe because of how similar it was to cricket, that's maybe why my parents got me involved in baseball at such an early age, but now sports has been a huge part of my life, and I did my undergrad at University of Wisconsin, so okay. go Badgers, Yay. And, uh, and, I, and I knew at a young age in college that I loved sports and wanted to do something with sports and that's actually how I got into journalism and so my background uh, educationally is in journalism and spent my entire college years covering sports and being in seeing a different side of sports than maybe that I had been accustomed to as a as a competitor as an athlete and that really helped just get me on the track of where I envisioned myself going in my career it's hard to say I had a specific vision of joining the Bucks, but I always wanted to be working for one of my local pro sports teams, and um, I'm incredibly blessed and lucky to be a part of the Milwaukee Bucks, which, as you're seeing and hearing, it's a yes. pretty exciting time to be there. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Now, the Bucks have undergone massive changes over the past five years, from bringing on new ownership to building the Pfizer Forum to being the talk of the NBA, certainly. So how does philanthropic commitment of the owners and the organization fit in there? Well, I think to talk about the philanthropic commitment of our owners, we first got to start with uh, Senator Cole. So 
Um, when our ownership team came on board a few years ago and, and purchased the team from Senator Cole, we were building upon a legacy of, of community engagement and commitment. For sure. Um, yeah. Senator Cole is, without question, one of the most philanthropic and generous human beings in our country, in our world. And so we had an incredible platform to build upon. And so when our, our majority owners came on board a few years ago and then also brought on Peter Fagan, our team president, um, a commitment to the community was at the forefront. It was imperative. It was something that was prioritized from day one, so much so that um, the organization went on to develop a community relations department, which we've now rebranded to be called social responsibility. But I say that to say there was a, a significant commitment in not only the people that are needed to execute positive community engagement on behalf of pro sports in the community, but the financial dollars also mm-hmm. to to give back, make it make a positive impact and leave a legacy on not only just Milwaukee, but engaging the entire state. And so that's been a huge focus for us is how do we continue to establish and develop more relationships around the state that allow us to be a stronger community partner than maybe we've ever been before. Um, we've been the and Bucks in Milwaukee have been around for 50 years prior to this season. This is our 51st season. So. We really look at this as a an opportunity to pivot and reshape and refocus how we want to view the next 50 years of our box organization in the community. Well, it's very cool when an organization who is so visible has an outreach goal or an outreach strategy. You know, I think that's that's uh, if if more organizations had that uh, goal in mind, you know, think of where we where we could be. So, but player engagement certainly is a core part of that outreach strategy. How do you engage the players in the Wisconsin community? Like what, what's what's the approach? That's uh there there isn't a blueprint. And that's the most important thing I can stretch uh, or stre- uh, stress on re- with regards to player engagement and player involvement in the community. Um, there isn't a blueprint. Every community needs to address that differently. Every team needs to address it differently. The way we approach it is a very personalized approach. We want to know our players. Mm-hmm. Uh, our players and their involvement in the community is is only as impactful as when they're passionate about something or they're connected to groups or people. Right. So, so much of what we do and try to do with our players is just have conversations to understand their interests, understand their backgrounds, um, what makes them tick off the court. And, and in order for us to then create the right partnerships, the right events, the right engagement opportunities for our players, it first comes with them realizing we're there to help them, that we're helping. We're there to help understand, hear what they're saying, but then more importantly, try and connect the dots that way. So um, that's the approach we take. And I think that's a, it's a reflective of our culture and our culture as a Bucks organization, not just as a community centric organization, but as an overall organization is, is, is very much centric to people. We believe in people. We believe in the power and positivity of people. And that is that mindset that we carry all throughout the different functions and business areas of the Milwaukee Bucks. How do we create stronger relationships with people? And so from my perspective and what our team gets to do, we try and learn as much as possible. Um, well, who are you? What are you interested in? What do you want to do when your playing days are done? How did you get to where you are in your professional career? Because somebody helped you along the way. Right, and it makes right. sense to give back. Absolutely. And so, you know, ultimately, it's it's a view and it's a passion that we have that we want to be as much of a partner to our players and less of a transactional resource. Um, our players, our coaches are stretched a million miles and have a million different things on their plate. The last thing we want them to do is feel like they're 
having to do what they have sure. to do in the community. An obligatory type exactly. of situation. Right. Um, so right. we try and we try and build these relationships with our players because the other thing that I think a lot of a lot of our community and oftentimes sports fans don't realize is, especially with the Milwaukee Bucks and the way our season is set up, many of our guys aren't here in the summer, mm-hmm. um, which is oftentimes a great opportunity to get to know our community and see our community out and about. So we try and prioritize that from the day they come in to training camp to the to the last day of hopefully the NBA Finals. Yeah, yeah. That we take pride in getting to know who our players are, who their family members are. And it's not just our department. It, that takes incredible model incredible amount of collaboration with other departments within our organization to not only have that access but then more importantly have that platform where we can have a true honest conversation yeah do any of the players have family members here that you know wives you know spouses or children that they can also get involved with their philanthropic endeavors absolutely and i think that's a huge benefit and that's a huge add and it's a it's a huge um value add for us as an organization to have those touch points because mm-hmm. as as many people know professional athletes don't necessarily have too much free time in their right, hand um right. they they have a job mm-hmm. so the to have relationships with family members or business support staff or agents allow us kind of unique access and and, and kind of line of sight into how our players think um yeah some of our players do live here uh it's exciting to see how more and more of our players and our guys are embracing Wisconsin and the Milwaukee community are purchasing houses in this area. Yeah. It's a great place to live. It's an right? amazing place to live. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Just like you said, no you know, question. born and raised here. It's a great area to live in. Yeah, yeah absolutely. In the four that... seasons, you know, you just got it all. <laughs> I think the, the, the hardest part is, especially in the NBA, there's a lot of younger players. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the Milwaukee Bucks for the last few years have been made up with younger players. So to know exactly what drives them, what motivates them, it does take more than just one conversation. And so you do need sometimes access to family members. And family members are an incredible influence on our players to help guide them, think about where they should get involved in the community. Um, so it's, it's a... It's a it's a, a true partnership and relationship that we as an organization envision having with our players. Well, we want. I'm curious to know what some of the players are actually up to, you know, off the court, and maybe we can talk about that in our second segment here. But the players are always in the public eye, aren't they? We talked about that, and and that exposure can be good or it can be bad. Stay tuned to hear how an unfortunate incident last year with a Bucks player is being turned around for good and used to bring awareness about social justice issues and is working to improve communication and relations between law enforcement, community leaders, and citizens. We will be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Arvind Gopal Rutnam, who is the VP of Corporate Responsibility for the Milwaukee Bucks. Last year, an incident happened to a player that was not good, but like some negative things, it has the ability to be turned around and have some good come from it. Uh, Sterling Brown, one of the Milwaukee Bucks shooting guards, was in the news because of an interaction with law enforcement. Uh, what has it been like working for the organization during this time, Arvind? And, and what do you think of the organization and the legal, uh, the, the league's approach to addressing social justice issues? Well, as an employee of the Milwaukee Bucks and, and ultimately an employee of the NBA, I'm incredibly proud of my league and my team. 
because of the stance they've taken, not only in response to Sterling, but just the culture they've created with empowering players to have a voice, um, honestly addressing social issues and challenges that are facing our community. So as an employee, I'm incredibly proud to be part of a culture that didn't just gloss over an issue that was clearly a strong issue in our community, Mm -hmm. but took a strong opinion and proactively shared that opinion publicly. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an incredible feeling to be part of a culture that embraces that and then not only that, supports their employees and supports their players to provide them opportunities to use an incident or use a challenge that they faced in life as an opportunity to make positive impact in our community. And I think that's one of the most exciting things I've seen personally with Sterling over the past six, eight, ten months is he has embraced his situation to use it as a positive. And he's using his experience as an opportunity to talk to youth in our community, to join private conversations, to give advice, um, and really help kids understand the challenges he went through and how they can try and avoid some of those challenges in the future. That's that's key. I mean, again, you could that incident could have gone down you know, a back road, but it's wonderful how the organization and Sterling himself have been able to turn that around and, and uh, provide mentoring to young kids. And we're going to talk a little bit more about mentoring in our next segment, but so many cool things, like what types of things are some of the other players doing? Yeah, Uh, for sure. So how are they involved? So as we talked about Sterling, one thing I'd be remiss without saying it, it takes a true partnership with the community to be able to address those challenges and provide Sterling that platform to talk. So it takes incredible groups like Safe and Sound, Running Rebels, other unbelievably impactful nonprofits in our community who need the visibility and need um, a stronger understanding from the community of the impact that they're having. It takes those partners for us to then be able to provide platforms to our players like Sterling. We have other guys that have different passion areas. So Chris Middleton, for example, who is a finalist right now for the season-long Community Assist Award for the NBA, um, is incredibly passionate about mentorship. And, and, and I, I say that to say we knew that a couple of years ago. And so the way we've kind of evolved our relationship with players and engaged them even further is, especially when they're new and they're figuring out, we try and get them exposed to a variety of different opportunities and events and programs and initiatives. Um, when a player identifies something that they're incredibly passionate about, we try and create a, a more of a legacy relationship with that organization. And so for Chris, mentorship has been a huge focus area for him growing up in South Carolina to where he's come now and uh, to where he is in Milwaukee. He believes in the power of relationships and mentorships. And so So he has developed a relationship with big brothers and big sisters. And so for the last few years, a significant number of his community engagement programs and events have all been in partnership with big brothers and big sisters. And so Chris is is passionate about mentorship there. Pat Connaughton, one of our newer players this year, is also incredibly passionate about uh, mentorship. He's created a partnership with Journey House and has um, tried to engage some of the youth there. Um, so different players have different interests. Mm. Uh, what about Giannis? I'm sure people are curious about Giannis. I mean, all the players, obviously, but you know, I think he's uh, maybe uh, uh, more so in the public eye. I mean, they all are, and they're all key, obviously, to the final goal there. But just curious about Giannis. No question. No, Giannis is um, is unbelievable in the community. Uh, he's unbelievable with people. I, the number one question I always get when people ask me about Giannis is that real? 
Is he really mm. like that? And the answer is yes, he is. He mm. truly is. He's as funny as he appears on that commercial. He is actually uh, the bobblehead. <laughs> With the bobblehead. Yeah, exactly. No, he's he's just as funny as he's there, but he's also just as passionate about the things oh, he cares about, and what wonderful. he cares about are are improving the experiences for people and families and youth in our community, so that kids don't necessarily have to go through what he went through growing up in Greece. So he's he's incredibly passionate about addressing some of the hunger. Um, and homeless cha- homelessness challenges in our community. Um, he's truly passionate about um, engaging our Greek community even more, not only here in Milwaukee but across the country. But I, I, I can't talk about Giannis without talking about how important family is to him. Mm. Family is his guiding force, and we've, we know that as an organization, as a community department. And so where we can, we try and incorporate his family into programming. We try and address um, what his family is interested in doing with him to benefit the community. So um, all of our guys have different areas of interest. The opportunity that we see as an organization is to find that interest. Mm. find that passion we know they're passionate about basketball let's find that passion off the court right and then connect them to the right organization so they can build relationships off the court that exactly way too. because they don't yes they eat sleep and breathe basketball yeah. for, for a, a chunk of time but there's there are other things to them no question i think oftentimes right. we forget they're human yeah they're yeah. professional athletes and they're the best at what they do but they they're all they put on a pants one leg at a time just like all of us they like to go to the same restaurants and and there's more to them than exactly uh the they're they're much more relatable than people think yeah i imagine well i'm curious how how are you expanding your reach and visibility around the state because you mentioned um big brothers and sisters you know there are certainly um uh, organizations across the the state that the guys can be involved in right yeah jill the biggest thing for us was was investment internal investment into what we needed which was in 2016 we launched for the first time the Milwaukee Milwaukee Bucks Foundation so to an establish a foundation element to our community outreach strategy allows us to reach more people around the state simply put um, and so through the extension of the foundation we have two different outlets in which we are committed to giving back to the community our department our social responsibility is more of the day-to-day player activation organizational employee activations and the foundation is more specifically to providing impactful grants and funding support to nonprofits around the state so our organization truly prioritizes becoming the state's team and 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 becoming more present and visible and one of the best ways we can do that is through our community outreach strategies, our foundation, as well as some of our programming that we bring. And oftentimes really focus just on Milwaukee, but how do we tap into our networks and get some of the educational programming that we're doing to kids all around the state? Yeah, because we talk about how important uh, positively impacting the community is. And so, you know, you've got different... Um, you're implementing various community programs and funding support. You know, are there other areas that the Bucks are using the platform to to have a positive impact yeah, over no, and above what you were just talking about? No question. And you hit the key word there, platform. Um, being a pro sports entity, being a winning pro sports entity, we understand there is we have a big microphone, but we also have a large camera on us, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of visibility. And mm-hmm. so we take pride in that. And so where we can and Oftentimes, resources can be limited no matter who you are. We do have an incredible platform to be able to bring visibility to important people, 
projects, partnerships in our community that exist. And and so we take pride in using that platform. One of the best ways we've been able to do that over the last few years is um, in the space of mentorship. Um, there's a, a, a never-ending, unbelievable group of mentoring programs and organizations in our community who do wonderful work. What we saw and felt was that we, maybe they weren't always working together all the time. Yeah, that's always um, the challenge yeah, is that collaborative piece, right? It can be. So yeah. we used our platform for that. We, we used our platform to establish uh, Mentor Greater Milwaukee, which is a its own 501c3 based in Milwaukee here, being incubated out of the Milwaukee Bucks offices, but funded by three different partners that came together to make sure that people in our community understand the importance of mentorship. And so that's an example of ways that we're doing that. We're looking to do more youth sports in that space as well. But where we can, we want to be able to use our microphone to bring visibility to the great people of Wisconsin and the great work being done to help uplift this community. Absolutely. Gosh, there's there's so much going on with the Bucks, both on and off the court, that people should be aware of. You know, So besides supporting the organization on the court by going to games and spreading the hashtag fear the deer all over social media every chance we get, how can we get behind and support the team off the court? Yeah, for sure. I think coming to the games is huge. Even at games, you'll see that our charitable efforts, our foundational efforts are are promoted and there are ways that you can tr- can contribute to the foundation even just coming to games. But the other thing I'd say it's pretty simple. Get involved. Get involved. Be in the some cha- way, right? Get involved in some way. Be the change you want to see in society. Mm-hmm. And if that means just building one new relationship this year, Find a kid in our community that needs that extra resource. Be the mentor that our kids in our community need because not everybody grows up with a mother or a father or a grandparent or somebody that can guide them on the way. Um, so I, my, my call to action to all of you is, is when you're done listening to this program, go visit a nonprofit that's doing mentoring, whether it's Boys and Girls Clubs, Running Rebels, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and sign up. Find out how you can just dedicate a little bit of your time, and it can be incredibly impactful to the life of somebody else in this community. Yes, wonderfully. Well said. Well said. So thank you, Arvin, for being here today. Thank you for helping us understand how the Bucks are participating in this important commitment to give back to the community. Appreciate your time today. We talked about how important giving back is, whether that's through donating, volunteering, or being a mentor, as Arvind so eloquently talked about. Stay tuned to learn how an organization is being, uh, it's launching a first-of-its-kind partnership, really, with the Milwaukee Bucks, the City of Milwaukee, and MPS to provide support and mentor programs across the city. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community, brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and my next guest today is Alicia Moore, Executive Director of Mentor Greater Milwaukee. Thank you for being our guest today, Alicia. Thank you, Jill. I'm real happy to be here. We are excited to have you here and learn all about your mentoring program. So apparently we've got something unique going on right here in Milwaukee in the way of mentoring. January of 2019, there was a press release naming you, Alicia Moore, as the executive director of a new mentoring program called Mentor Greater Milwaukee, or MGM. MGM is the first of 25 affiliates to have an NBA team. The city it's based in 
and the primary school district in the state to partner together. That's exciting and something to be very proud of, right? Milwaukee Mayor Tom Barrett said mentorship is an important way to connect our youth with someone who can guide them and keep them engaged and invested in their futures. Keith Posley, MPS superintendent, said mentors not only serve as role models, but they help students feel valued and empowered. Ashanti Hamilton from the Milwaukee Common Council said mentoring has the power to change someone's trajectory simply by pouring positivity into their lives. I love that. So investing in, feeling valued and empowered, sharing positivity, all great things, all of them much needed in our community. So Alicia, you've been involved in the nonprofit world for about 10 years, I understand. How did you land at uh, at MGM? Uh Yes, I've been in um, nonprofit for probably over 10 years, and I would have to say that my uh, journey in nonprofit started at Marquette University. Um, I was a student there. Um, I am a um, product of mentoring. Um, my mother passed away when I was nine. Um, mm. She suffered through an addiction that she eventually succumbed to. And Sorry, as a child, um, yeah, as a child, I kind of acted out a little bit. I I think during the early 70s, people didn't really know how to address trauma and grief in a child. Um, and so I became a young parent um, at 14. And this is where my mentor um, got involved and really helped to change my trajectory. Mm-hmm. And I would say that when done well, I think the consistency and security of a mentoring relationship can really be the very thing that a young person needs most. I mean, it's a gateway to the kind of skill development and goal setting and belief in oneself that leads to a fulfilling future. I mean, I want to be clear that, you know, mentoring does not magically clear barriers, Mm -hmm. but it is an honest and respectful in that it does not say I aim to change who you are or replace something missing in your life. It just simply says I'm here to stand by you, Mm -hmm. believe in you, and I'm invested in your path, goals, and success. And that's what mentoring did for me. Um, Everybody needs that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's obvious why mentoring is important to you, and that's wonderful that you had somebody to walk alongside you and and uh, and go w- with you through things and mm-hmm. again I'm sure everybody is at a point in their life where that that's helpful. I know? would Every- I would 100% agree. I mean today I have to say the contours of my life have been shaped really by those adults who loved me and in ways that were both pro- pragmatic and emotional um, showed me the way to give me the opening and the security to find my own way. Yeah. The sad part is that. The reality is that for one out of every three young people, this just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, They are left to go it alone. They don't get the important modeling of how to build and maintain positive relationships, which to me are the most important part of a fulfilling life. Um, We have an increasing number of kids who are growing up under the stress of financial insecurities with incarcerated parents who are in transients. And mentoring has the potential to improve the social and economic opportunity of millions of kids. And I deeply believe that we can't leave this powerful asset to chance. Yeah, you know, we talked with Arvind in the previous segment about uh, how important it is to have mentors and how members of the uh, the Bucks are providing that in various ways, which is which is awesome. But um, Mentor is actually a national organization, mm-hmm. but uh, Mentor Greater Milwaukee has this unique partnership with the Bucks and the city of Milwaukee and MPS. Mm-hmm. How did that relationship evolve into establishing this 20th, uh, 25th affiliate of Mentor here in the city of Milwaukee? 
Well, it really started, I would say, over three years ago when the city of Milwaukee and MPS came together and they um, did a study looking at the mentoring landscape in the city of Milwaukee and how we could improve that. Um, And so they looked at various different types of mentoring programs. Um, We had 13 mentoring agencies in the uh, local city of Milwaukee that participated in the study and talked about what some of the gaps are in mentoring. Um, A lot of those gaps were in consistency and no real effective practice Um, to mentoring. There was no real uniting body to really unify the field and elevate the field to share best practices, um, to provide trainings and technical assistance. And so out of that, the Bucks became involved as a private partner. And you were correct in your introduction that we are the most, I like to think of us as a unicorn, um, because we are the most unique affiliate across the country, being number 25 and the most unique. Um, There are, there is another affiliate, um, the Memphis Grizzlies, um, that is partnered um, with Memphis, but they don't have the unique partnership that we have with the city, um, the Milwaukee Bucks, and Milwaukee Public Schools. You have like the trifecta there. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You have a, your unicorn's going to be your symbol now. Absolutely. You know, know, so there's there's lots of really cool things that you're going to share, but it's it's also, you're a little bit different. Absolutely. um, in scope. And so, you know, but we're going to elaborate more on that in the next segment, but I think it's important to talk about that collaboration piece because again, I've said it many times before we live in a very resource rich environment in Southeastern Wisconsin. And there's a lot of nonprofits that do the same things now, not saying that that's a bad thing, Mm -hmm. but if we can come together Mm -hmm. and, um, come together for the common good, you know, work together with other organizations. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, we're going to talk in the second segment about some of the ways that you're getting involved, but talk to that collaboration piece and how, you know, was it easy for the Bucks? uh, Arvind again, just talked about how important it is for their organization to reach out in some capacity, but what about coming together with the city of Milwaukee and MPS? Well, I think that's been a testament to the commitment to mentoring. I think that, you know, the Bucks, Arvin talks a lot about, you know, being this village. Um, and Peter talks a lot about that as well. And I think that being kind of that convener and that that um, private organization that steps forward and takes bold steps to say, hey, you know, we want to fix this. You mm-hmm. know, I think that, you know, unfortunately, I don't think there are really one answer or silver bullets, right, to a lot of our nation's challenges, as much as we might search for one. But I think what Mentor is poised to do is we're a backbone organization and we can have the ability to keep an eye out for and elevate innovations and connect the dots between parties and sectors that would be complementary. And I think that's what makes this so unique is that you have the city the Milwaukee Bucks and the MPS who really want to address this need and are very passionate about it. Um, They're very responsive to me whenever I need anything and also willing to leverage and utilize their platforms to get more mentors, to elevate the mentoring field, to, to create spaces where mentoring organizations can talk about, you know, what are our gaps in services and be in a safe space to talk about that. Because, you know, oftentimes, you know, we are, as you said, a a land of limited resources and lots of nonprofits. And Mm -hmm. so 
we didn't want this to be seen as a competitive organization, but one that's really there to kind of uplift and be a backbone for the rest of the mentoring organizations in the city of Milwaukee. Yeah, and did it, didn't it start with the Bucks? I mean, you're, you have your office right in the Bucks. Um, you know, home office. Right, right. right. So my, my office is located in the Bucks, but I, I think it's important to also recognize the other two partners For with sure. the city of Milwaukee um, and Milwaukee Public Schools as well. And I think that's the uniqueness of it mm. is that all of the partners, um, if you will, have equity in this. And mm-hmm. so we all come together. Um, they We have board uh, representation from all three entities who are actually helping to shape the organization and build a sturdy foundation for it as we move it forward. Yeah. Well, this is exciting. Again, there is this is something that just started January of 2019. You know, Milwaukee's on some top lists, maybe not for some great things, yeah. but you know, we got it going on in this area yes, of mentoring, we do. right? I would agree. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Mentor Greater Milwaukee is different from other traditional mentoring programs around town. So stay tuned to hear more from Alicia about how they're different. We'll be right back after the break. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach, and I'm sitting here visiting with Alicia Moore, who is the Executive Director of Mentor Greater Milwaukee. So Mentor Greater Milwaukee, or MGM, is a mentoring program, obviously, but it does not provide direct service. Mm-hmm. So tell us about that. How, how is it different from traditional mentoring programs? Sure, absolutely. I would say that over the last several decades, we've actually seen a tremendous growth um, in the number and popularity of mentoring. But I think it's important to state that really no single program or model will be able to address the need alone. Um, and what I mean by that, Jill, is that there are various uh, models of mentoring. There's one-to-one, uh, which Big Brothers Big Sisters is traditionally known for. But there are also group mentoring uh, programs, such as the Running Rebels, um, Young Men on a Mission, mm-hmm. uh, Summit Mentoring, um, just to name all great organizations. Yes, yes. And really, the role of Mentor Greater Milwaukee, along with our mentoring partnership network, is to unify, unify the field, um, to elevate innovative practices, to set the standards for safe and effective practices, and to advocate for public policies that will integrate quality mentoring programs. I believe that through this work, we can expand the capacity of the mentoring field to meet the demand and address some of the deepest challenges that our city's youth face. Hmm. Well, based on on your description of Milwaukee, uh, Mentor Greater Milwaukee, it demonstrates collaboration that we talked about, certainly, and uh, capacity building in the nonprofit sector. But why do you believe these approaches are so important to the mentoring field? Sure. Um, I had, when I started my career in the nonprofit sector, um, I started at United Way of Greater Milwaukee. I didn't even know what phrases like capacity building or an intermediary um, meant, actually, Mm -hmm. let alone understand them. Mm -hmm. Today, we talk about this work with terms like collective impact and backbone organizations. And when I came to understand is that this is often a quieter but powerful role for uniting organizations that can provide an opportunity um, for building a collective agenda translating data and research, creating a unified voice, and nurturing a place for collaboration within mentoring. 
um, ultimately, it's my belief that the, the end result really drives the continuous improvement in delivering on service and mission. And to me, this kind of represents a potent brand of servant leadership, actually. Um, one of the challenges, I think, for all of us who work in this field is finding points of accessibility um, and efficiency that can speak to direct service providers who are under ultimate day-to-day pressures and can easily get absorbed in the many pools on their time. And so what Mentor can do for them is to to do things like recruitment for them, provide for them um, training and technical assistance, because oftentimes these things are not covered in budgets. And Mm so I think this is the role um, that Mentor plays in the spirit of collaboration and capacity building and being that intermediary to speak for the mentoring field. Now, if we have listeners out there that have a specific area of expertise, um, what do they do? Do they, ju- you know, let's say they're saying, you know, I, I'm passionate about education or, I'm, you know, I, I've been in a situation myself where I have uh, had the benefit of a mentor like you talked about. Absolutely. Um, what, what are the next steps? What would somebody do? Would they reach out to you directly or if they have somebody they know that mm-hmm. is in need? Absolutely. Of, of someone to mentor them from the other side. Yeah, I think it's both and. Um, our website is MilwaukeeMentor.com. Um, on that website, you are able to access our Mentoring Connector. And the Mentoring Connector is actually our platform that connects mentors to mentoring organizations and also can help parents or social workers or nurses. I just worked with a nurse last week uh, from Children's Hospital who was looking for a mentor uh, for someone on her caseload. And This child has some special needs, and so I was kind of, you know, carrying this case with a little bit of kit gloves because I wanted to make sure that we had a really good match Mm. um, with that particular agency, and I was able to connect her to Southwest Key and get her access, get her foster parents um, in queue to start looking for a mentor for this young lady. So again, you're not providing the service necessarily, you are providing the connection. Absolutely. We are a convener and a connector Mm. um, for the mentoring field. Yeah. Well, what about uh, the for-profit sector, you know, the businesses and the corporations out there? You, it said that um, there are 44 companies on this national corporate mentoring honor roll, if you will. So how mm-hmm. can companies get involved? You know, what are some of the things that they can do? Well, I think, as I said earlier, I think that the support of, of corporations will only help us expand the capacity of the mentoring field. Um, our city's got some challenges, and I think that this work will only be successful with the participation of every sector and every corner in Wisconsin in actions that are both big and small. And so, you know, it's really my intent to work with, you know, our Fortune 5,500 companies here, as well as our city government and our uh, county government, to really encourage employees to become mentors, to find spaces, um, as Arvin spoke about earlier, where we can connect um, young people to adults and allow them to have the great benefit of mentoring. Because we know, I think of the many things um, that divide us in this country and possibly in this state, I think mentoring is the one thing that unites us. Yeah. And let's talk about that unification instead of the divisiveness that you know, some people choose to focus on. I mean, you do have the support of Mayor Tom Barrett, mm-hmm. you know, Keith Posley, who's the MPS superintendent, Ash- Ashanti Hamilton from the Milwaukee Common Council. You know, all 
we all understand how important mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. And so let's step up, you know, figure out again, even if in some small way we're, we want to make a difference. So think about what it is you are good at. Think about what your passion is and how you can possibly give back and then reach out to mentor greater Milwaukee or Alicia Moore directly. And then you'll be able to, uh, to, uh, start the ball rolling. What about goals for the future? Well, one of our most exciting goals that I I want to share is that we've kind of issued our community with a challenge. Um, We want to recruit a thousand new mentoring relationships by the close of 2020. And it's my belief that, you know, if individuals, communities and, and counties truly made decisions based on the notion that our prosperity is tied to one another, I think you would see a very different set of decisions. And I think mentoring is one of those. And I think we're going to blow that 1000 number out of the water. Yeah, let's Um, do that. I think we can do it. Yeah, that's, that's great. So, okay. So that's the call to action listeners out there, a thousand new mentoring relationships by the end of 2020. That gives us a little bit of time, but let's, like you said, Alicia, let's blow those numbers out of the water. We can do it. You know, we're we're now on the map for being, you know, having a unique uh, situation here with Mm -hmm. those three, uh, heavy hitters being involved. Mm-hmm. And so let's uh, take advantage of that and see how we can have an impact. Contact information. Yep. Again, one uh, more time so people who are interested know how sure. to reach out to you. And I just want to say one thing before I before I give you my contact information. Sure. I think every young person must have the supportive relationships they need to grow and develop into thriving, you know, into productive adults. That was very true for me. Mm. And within that, I believe that relationships are at the center and they must start early. And so I would love your support. Um, If you want more information, please reach out to me at mentormilwaukee.com or amore at milwaukeementor.com. And do you have a Facebook page? We do. It is Mentor Greater Milwaukee is our Facebook page. Okay. And your number, is it something easy to remember? 414-908-1081. Okay, one more time. 414-908-1081. All right. See, we're pushing that. We want you all <laughs> to write down that number so you can get involved. Well, I want to thank my guest today, Arvin Gopal Rantram, VP of Corporate Responsibility for the Milwaukee Bucks, and Alicia Moore, Executive Director of Mentor Greater Milwaukee. Thank you both for sharing how important oh. giving back is to to the community. And thank you, Jill. You are certainly welcome. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. If you're not by a radio to hear the show, you can find a way to listen using other technology. You can use your laptop or uh, tune in via the iHeartRadio app or you can even ask Alexa to play WISN AM 1130. If you miss a show or you want to hear a show again, uh, you can just visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired interviews. So join us again next Sunday morning to learn more about some great people and great nonprofit organizations that are doing great things in our community. Find a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Have a wonderful Sunday.